0: folks. This is Dave Clark from The Father's Cry. I'd like to welcome you to our show today as we talk about Lent and fatherhood. And you've got to be asking the question, what on earth does Lent and fatherhood have in common? Well, I started the show with a really favorite song of mine that actually is not new. It's by Dallas Home, and uh, it was very popular in the 60s and 70s. And one that uh, was kind of rummaging through... Uh, a music account and uh, uh just kind of hit me and uh uh pulled it up and there was the song Rise Again which he's got very uh, a lot really of of big hits that we don't know about today uh with all the new groups but um I thought that was the song of great hope and uh, the message for Easter uh that is now upon us so um Lent and fatherhood, wow, Dave, uh what in the world is that about? Well, you know, guys, I grew up in a in a good home and uh went to church and did all the traditional ritual things and growing up in churches and we were there all all the time, and you know the Clark family was always involved and did all the church things, but i didn't have any clue about really what Advent was and what Lent was i don't think i'm I don't think I'm too different from a lot of people. I think sometimes in our churches today, especially the non-denomination and evangelical churches, they don't even celebrate it. Uh, So it's uh, really, I think, from more of our traditional churches and certainly uh, the church and uh, the Western churches, and uh, that it's uh, a very strong uh, tradition of reminding us in Lent that it's the – Uh, really a solemn journey, a more reflective self-evaluation, walk through the Scripture of going toward uh, the cross and the death of Christ and the resurrection. Advent's a little different in that it is more about the anticipation of the uh, birth of Christ and uh, the new meaning, the new hope, you know, for Uh, the world and uh, so there's two big Christian um, you know days in the year that we really celebrate ironically one is the birth and one is the death so Lent uh, is a time of 40 days Uh, Sundays aren't counted in that Uh, going toward um, Easter Sunday uh, which is the celebration of uh, Christ's uh, resurrection Um, so uh yeah, Dave, fatherhood. Now come on, bring that into this. Well, here's here's my reflection on this. You know, uh, my story uh is not a pretty one. Um you know, I wasn't a good father. I was a workaholic dad, uh worked in the hospital world, and so it was all about life and death and late hours, long hours, weekends, flying helicopters. Uh, back of ambulances, uh, sick babies, uh, you know, you name it, uh, kind of blood and guts. Uh, That was the life I did for many, many years. And it took a toll on me um, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, uh, where, you know, I would come home many days late at night, uh, sometimes forgetting what day it was. And that had an effect on me, and it played out in my home Uh, with me being a very moody father, very moody husband, uh, not wanting to communicate very much. When I did, you know, I have to admit that it was uh, very um, uh, hard, hostile, uh, angry, um, and certainly not loving and supportive. Um, You know, I kind of played out, um, you know, a lot of things that I saw and did – you know at home and uh, my family really took um, a big hit off that behavior and so I had a son uh, that chose gangs and um, drugs and uh, unlawfulness burglary and wound up on probation for many years and in rehab and um, short story of it was I was pretty devastated I was a uh, a high official in a big hospital and uh, going to a Baptist church at the time, and here my son was in jail. And so personally, it was it was real humiliating and, uh, yeah, about me, huh? And, uh, you know, my wife had retreated, found other ways to cope with it, my younger son, uh, any way he could avoid the attack from Dad, uh, the verbal onslaught he would, you know, run and hide. And so – um, you know, when you find yourself uh, at a low point in your life, you start, you know, figuring out how to get out of this, and uh, how do you make it better, and, you know, what's the quick fix? And just for you dads that are out there that had a similar story, there is no quick fix. The fix is you, by the way. The fix starts with the father, and, um, you know, the son, our daughters hurt. Uh, really stems from uh, that missing behavior from the Father. So people ask me everywhere I travel, you know, say hey, what happened? You know, what was your magic bullet? And uh, and I always say, you know, it started with me. And only until I changed and had the, fa- the heart of a father and became transformed uh, through the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit uh, did I begin to see uh, the damage I had done to my family. And then it took years for us to uh, resuscitate our family, our relationship. Um, Short story cut down is the oldest son, Brady, is a very successful pastor. And uh, despite uh, growing up in what would be called a dysfunctional family, um, he and his brother, Casey, have done remarkably well as men. Um, not with much help for me. I, I probably have caused. Well, I have caused them much grief and disappointment. As really looking at my dad uh, and probably his dad and this legacy that goes through generations, that we tend to behave and act and uh, you know participate with things that are hurtful that we pass down to our kids. And some. People call that generational curses or generational inequities, uh, whatever term you feel comfortable about. Uh, that has to be broken in some generation, and I was uh, confident that I broke that curse, and my sons have continued to break those bad habits that they watched and heard and learned from me. You know, that was my journey, and it was very self-reflective, uh, much like Lent. It was solemn. It was hurtful. It was uh, deep in inexperience, uh, but at the end of the day, like Lent going into Easter is the hope of the of the resurrection and the new life. Um, and as Dallas Home really eloquently put, free at last. And so, uh, for our fathers and really for our mothers, uh, we always talk about fatherhood. We seem to forget that there are a lot of little girls that got hurt by dads that grew up into women who have a very hard uh, image, relationship, uh, communication with their fathers because they've had the father wound. So um, I would challenge uh, parents um, just to kind of focus in on that to use Lent as an opportunity to self-reflect on where you're at in life, where you're at with uh, your spiritual journey, where you're at with a personal relationship with Christ. You know, uh, do you have the reality of the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you have peace and joy and the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Are they apparent in your life? Are you moving in them? Uh, are they moving in your family? Are you bringing those things to your family? Uh, men? I just would challenge you, you know, we – Uh, have the opportunity to share uh, a curriculum called The Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers by Dr. Ken Canfield across the world. Uh, We just recently, through great men of God, pastors, uh, leaders in their faith in Congo, Kenya, Uganda, and Pakistan, uh, continue to share with thousands of men the secrets of being an effective father they're really pretty easy you know we're talking about knowing your child uh his habits his favorite colors are hers and um you know who are their best friends and what are their grades and what do they like and you know what are their habits same thing with being a consistent father being a father who listens engages you know in communication with their kids you know not hard stuff But I would challenge you, where are you at in those things? You know, where are you at in your fatherhood journey? Um, And then where are you at with your journey uh, into your faith, into your uh, relationship, your personal relationship with Christ? I have to admit, you know, I grew up in a church and all the traditions – and later, as an adult man, in a great experience in what we call Walk to Emmaus, much like – it is it is like the story in the Scriptures of the disciples after the resurrection. And uh, they didn't know if Christ had – his body had been stolen. It was, you know, real unknown. They were very sad, and they were walking down the road to Emmaus, a small village. And um, suddenly they realized that they were not walking alone, and Christ actually appeared. And from that point until the arrival into the small town of Emmaus, he revealed the Scriptures in a new way. And uh, these men were shocked. They were stunned. They were awakened that in their entire journey the Christ man had been with them the whole time. Um, and I would challenge you, where are you at on your Uh, road to Emmaus, you know, where are you at with your journey uh, with Christ? Uh, Where are you in your journey with your family? Uh, What are the things that you can do to improve your relationship, your communication, the intimacy between you and your wife and your children? Uh, these are only questions. Um, never do I want you to feel that uh, there's condemnation in this. I, if there's condemnation, I felt like probably I had uh, all of it in the world on me because uh, I felt uh, – Desperately uh, condemned as a bad father So um, I I want you to ask the questions I want you to um, go deep in that And here's what I want you to be encouraged about um, I've been asked me all the time, you know, Clark. How do you do this Holy Spirit thing? I mean, how do you reboot? How do you start again? You know, when you realize that uh, growing up in the church, you realize that um, you, you really are not there where you need to be. And this is what I would tell you, very very simply. And this is not hard. Simply ask in a real simple way, in a in a real common way father god you know i ask you to show up i ask you to reveal yourself i ask you to be real in me and father the best i know how to do i i give up Um, i give you my kids i give you my wife i give you my home now father come and uh, renew me and transform me and uh and make yourself real to me and holy spirit you know I know you reside within me. I know when I accepted Christ as my Savior that uh you, your spirit came and lived with me. And Holy Spirit I release you uh to fill me uh with your gifts and your fruits. And here's what I want to say to you, men. I promise you it works. And he sho- he shows up. Well, let me put it this way. He never left. You're the guy probably or the lady who took a vacation and it's having a hard time finding your way home, and there you have a father who desperately loves you and wants you to come back to his heart. So there's a lot to take into Dan today's show. Uh, the hope and the glory is that our our Christ uh, he rose again, and in that is hope for us, a new life for us. So. Take a risk. Uh, take your walk. Take your journey. Journey between now and Easter. Um, there's great resources on our website. A lot of articles, videos uh, that I think will help you on the journey. I'd encourage you to talk to your pastor uh, if you have a good relationship with him or her. Uh, get a cup of coffee with uh, you know a friend that that seems to you know maybe be a, uh, a little further along you know than where you're at. Get us. Get their tricks, get their you know ideas, um, allow yourself to be prayed for, allow someone to pray for you, um, and uh, walk with you. You're not alone in this journey of fathering. It is difficult, uh, and no one said it was going to be easy. This dad thing's hard. This mother thing is hard. It's difficult. So I'd encourage you to find um, a friend to journey with. And I encourage you to make sure that you're walking hand in hand with the Father. So, um, Happy Easter. Uh, This is Dave Clark from The Father's Cry.